0: Good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing well today. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning, Tuesday, November 17th, uh, in the great state of Texas. It is going to be sunny and 70 degrees. Kind of feel like we're living in San Diego right now. The weather's been so great. So hope you're doing well, and thank you for making this study a part of your day. Sorry we weren't able to record anything last week. Had quite the week uh, with some other commitments, but um, we're back today, and we are studying Amos Chapter 6 so amos chapter 6 we're continuing our study through amos we'll we'll do the study today and we'll do it uh, on thursday and we'll continue to do it uh, next week we'll take off though because it's thanksgiving week and i am taking a week off so hope you are too hope you have an opportunity to uh, have a relaxing week next week good morning jackie d and patty and margaret and peggy great to have you all live it's funny five of you have mentioned that you're here but only it says only four people are watching so i don't know what's going on some one of you must have dropped off already if i'm not uh, entertaining enough sorry no, i'm just kidding uh so yes new time today 9 30 uh, we usually do this at 10.30, but today we're doing it a little earlier as I have to get to something. Uh, I think as we go forward and things start to reopen and and, and things, uh, it, we may end up having to move this around a little bit just because 10.30 is right in the middle of the morning, and so I can't have a morning meeting at all. Uh, so we may be working around that just to let you know. But I'm uh, glad to be with you today and glad to be studying Amos chapter 6 with you today. And we are starting in Amos chapter 6 verses one and two right at the very beginning alas for those who are at ease in zion and for those who feel secure on mount samaria the notables of the first of the nations to whom the house of israel resorts cross over to Calneh and see from there go to hamath the great then go down to gath of the philistines are you better than these kingdoms are you better than these kingdoms and so basically amos is saying to the israelites i know that you think you're better than them, right? You think that you're holier than them and more righteous and that you're better people than they are. But I'm telling you, go over to them. Go look at the way they live. Are you any better than them? It says, alas to those who are at ease, at ease. So in the pride of the Israelites, all they wanted was to be at ease. They wanted comfort, right? They wanted to live a life of comfort. They lusted for comfort and luxury, and God promises to judge Israel for it. Now, before we go into this, too, I want to say this. The idea of rest and com- being comfortable in life is not a sin. I mean, Jesus in Matthew 11 says, I-, I want to give you rest, right? Jesus wants to give us rest. Revelation 4 tells us that there is rest for us in heaven. There, but there is a difference between rest and having a life that just is one. The, the, the sole focus of life is being comfortable and at ease. Right, that's not that's not the life of, of faith. Right, the life of faith, the whole the sole focus is not to have a life of rest and ease. It's to have a life of life of peace and joy, but it's also to go out and to use your gifts to proclaim the kingdom and to make a difference in the world. Right, to be the light in the darkness. Uh, and so there's a difference between this kind of sinful rest, where all the all life is is an opportunity to be at ease, and so we work for things. Uh, the the goal of life is to be comfortable and at ease, uh, and, and so that type of comfort and that type of at ease is marked by things like indifference and laziness and indulgence and not paying attention to what's going on to those around us. And basically, it's just what what can I what can I do for myself? My life is all about myself. What can I do for myself to make my life more easy? What can I do to make my life more comfortable? Right. You know, it's all about laziness and indulgence. It is, and, and so there's just indifferent. You just do not care what other people are doing. You do not care about the needs of other people. And so this type of life at ease is all about me. And God says to the people of Israel, you're going to be judged because of it. You're going to be judged because of it. And so, you know, I, I think it's important for uh, for us to all ask, in what ways does our desire to rest, our desire to be comfortable, lead us into sin? right? Now, this was Amos talking to the Israelites, talking to a community, but I think as individuals, we can ask this question too. You know, how does my desire to be comfortable lead me into sin, right? How does my desire to be at ease, to be, you know, lead me into sin? I think think it's important that we mention that you know, the, the, the big difference is it, rest is good. Being comfortable is good. But actually going out and, you know, doing the work of the kingdom is what we are called to do and what we were created to do. And at the end of the day, we should be tired and we should have a comfortable place to sit and rest and all that stuff. But that can't be the sole focus of our life. Right the sole focus of our life cannot be comfort. the sole focus of our life needs to be you know loving one another and, and sharing God's love and doing that kind of thing. So I think that's the point that Amos is definitely trying to make here. Good morning, Deb. hope you're doing well. hope uh, everything is going well up in the great state of Michigan and I hope it's not too cold up there yet um, I uh, haven't been there in a while, but uh, hope hope it's it's going there my home state so and I think this is the great the great part that you know, the great thing that Amos says is go and look at those who you think you're better than. Go look at them. Are you really better than them? In what ways are you better than them? Why would God think you're better than them? Go look at them. Tell me. I mean, I think that speaks to all of us. i right We all have people we think we're better than, right? Well, what makes us better than them? What makes us better than them? What if we aren't? What does that mean? Can we learn from them? I think it's just a, you know, a, something that Amos has to say that I think is important for us to hear as well. Okay, continuing on verses four through seven. Alas for those who lie on beds of ivory and lounge on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the stall, who sing idle songs to the sounds of the harp and like David improvise on instruments of music, who drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils but are not grieved over the ruin of joseph therefore they shall now be the first to go into exile and the revelry of the loungers shall pass away so i mean this amos basically explains what he means for those who are at comfort right they lie on beds of ivory and they lounge on their couches and they eat lamb. They eat good food and they sing idle songs and they drink bowl of wine from bowls and they anoint themselves with the finest oils but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. They don't care about the, the, the difficult times other people are having. They're not grieved over the ruin of, 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 of what's going on in the world. They're not grieved over the things that they are done wrong. They're not grieved over the way that they're living Communally and individually, and so I mean, this is something that Amos is saying to a group of people who are experiencing economic prosperity, right? I mean, if you're if you're talking to people who are lounging in uh, beds of ivory and lounging on their couches, right, it's people who are having good uh, times of success, right? Um, and so he's, but but their their success and their prosperity is pushing them into more and more self indulgence, right? It's all about me. It's all about me. And he's saying that a time is coming and you're going to be the first to go into exile. You're going to be the first. Now, prosperity is there's nothing wrong with prosperity, right? There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, some of us have minds for business and are, you know, prosperous and all that stuff. And some of us are really good at things and are well compensated for that. But, but does that, is that the motivation of our life? Do we get up in the morning thinking, how can I make more money so that I can be more comfortable? Is that our sole motivation for living? That's, that's what Amos is talking about to these people here. If your sole motivation for living is getting up and thinking, how can I make more money to be more comfortable? You're missing the point. You're missing the point of life. That's not what life is about. Life is about so much more than that. And, and you're doing this, but you're not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. You're not grieved over the ruin of your people. You don't care about uh, about the poor. You don't care about those who are oppressed. You don't care about those who are in need. You've missed the point of life. And guess what? Verse seven, you shall now be the first to go into exile. God warns them that they will be the first in the train of captives when the Assyrians conquer Israel, and that's what happened. That's what happened, um, and and I think I mean this is pre Jesus, right? So this there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of room for forgiveness here, and th- this is judgment that's being proclaimed, and and basically it is what it is at this point, and um, you know it's it's tough to read, it's tough to read, verse twelve. Do verse twelve. Do horses run on rocks? Does one plow the sea with oxen? But you have turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. Do horses run on rocks? Well, no, you don't run a horse on rocks because you'll injure the horse. Do you plow the sea with ox? I mean, imagine plowing the sea. No, I mean the 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 idea here is uh, the idea here is the answer is absolutely not right certainly you know it's it's like is the pope catholic well yeah of course the pope is catholic but this is the opposite you know uh it's it's asking a question that the obvious answer is no no you, you don't run a horse on rocks no you don't plow the sea with oxen uh in the same way israel can't expect god to be happy israel can't expect god to be happy because they turn justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood uh God through Amos is basically saying the people of Israel are so corrupt that justice and righteousness isn't even possible. It's not even possible. You have you have so made up a society where justice and righteousness isn't even possible. And so then the question here is is there no hope for redemption? Where is the hope for redemption? And, and we don't find it in Amos chapter six, right? We don't find it in Amos chapter six. Where's the hope for redemption? Amos isn't to that point yet. And I don't know if we're going to get there or not, but, but it's still this word of judgment, this word of judgment from God to the people. And, um, you know, it's, it's scary. It's scary. And if you're listening to this, if you're hearing this, imagine being a prosperous, you know, Israelite who really likes to be comforted and you're hearing this. And I don't know if you're just ignoring it, if you're thinking this guy's, you know, crazy or what, but it's, it's, it's a difficult word to hear. And then verse 14, indeed, I am raising up against you a nation, O house of Israel, says the Lord God of hosts, and they shall oppress you from Lebohamath to the Wadi Arabah, the Wadi Arabah. I don't know what that means, but I'm rising up, raising up a nation against you, O house of Israel, says the Lord, because you have done what is wrong. You have done what is evil. You have done what is profane. You have made justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. Basically, you know, the fruit of righteousness, this idea that you shall, you know, you shall know what kind of fruit you are based on your tree, right? You know, basically Jesus says by their, by their fruit, you shall know them. Well, the the tree itself now is withered away and it's turned into wormwood. So righteousness isn't even possible. It's like, I can't get, you can't even have the fruit of righteousness anymore because the tree is ruined. You've ruined the tree. It's not even possible. And so I am raising up a nation against you. I have tried and tried and tried through the prophets to get you to change your ways. And you have said no, and it's not possible for me to do anything else. So I'm raising up a nation against you. This is Amos, the constant theme he comes back to. Because of your sin, because of the way you treat one another, because of your desire to be comfortable over all else, uh, a conquering nation is coming and there's nothing you can do about it because i'm doing I, i'm raising up that nation and it's coming against you and so treat each other better treat each other better uh, I, I would say that is, is the lesson from here is that, you know, uh, it, it, reading through these Old Testament prophets is tough, right? It's tough because it's pre-Jesus. And so there's not a lot of forgiveness, but it's also, you know, it's a focus on justice. It's a focus on righteousness. You know, we, we need to be people who work for justice and righteousness. That is, that is what it means to be the people of God, to make sure that all have uh, equal opportunity, that all, you know, life is, life is fair. Life is fair for all. Um, I think that's, you know, part of what the people of God are called to do and what we're called to say, uh, called to, to live our lives for. So love one another, uh, and, uh, take good care of one another and don't, don't create your life to be a life of, uh, where the, the end goal of life is comfort and ease, right? There's so much more to life than that. That is just existing, right? That is just existing to make yourself more comfortable. But the, the people of God are called to live, live in the light of the Lord, work towards, uh, loving one another, and lifting people up, encouraging people, building each other up. So there is Amos chapter 6. We will stop there, and I will close with a a word of prayer. Uh, Good and gracious God, we know that we are, just as the Israelites, uh, imperfect people, and we pray for uh, forgiveness. We pray for forgiveness when your word convicts us and, and points us to the times and the ways in which we can do better. Uh, we, we pray that your spirit would guide us and help us, teach us, uh, help us to be your people doing, uh, doing what you call us to do, uh, doing what you created us to do. Help us to work for justice for all people. Help us to love one another. Help us to build each other up, uh, especially in these difficult times, Lord. Uh, with the pandemic, we pray for all those who are infected with the virus right now. We pray for those who are helping them to feel better, and we pray for all those who are grieving around the world. Lord. Lord. May your spirit give them comfort, and may they all know that they are loved. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you on Thursday morning at 1030. Take care.